0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to It's Time We Talked, the official podcast of Beacon. I'm your host and founder of Beacon, Jared Dubin. You've tuned in to Episode 2, Part 3, What Kind of We, Doing It Ourselves. Social media is a big mess, but we see the light at the end of the tunnel in this episode as Karen and I discuss community as the antidote to fascism, and how good values-aligned tech tools can help us act directly to make things better rather than waiting for politicians or institutions to shape up and save us. This is a juicy one, so please enjoy.
1: Right, so, t- okay, go back to where we started, right? We- we talked about community. I'd say Beacon can help by offering the space, that proper space we talk about. So yeah, you you, you put together this the app. The app has been launched. Um, people can go to it and be directed toward community. Its purpose is to connect people, to, to allow them to find ways to contribute. But here we come back to the word, right? To empower them to act. Um, empowerment, You know, it, it'll bring people together. It will build communities, not tear them apart or dismember them. It's all about building up, not tearing down. Um, so, so much. to All right. OK, say, say we look at Twitter, you know, and so often I just see people want to complain or just name call, right? Um, they don't want to do anything about anything. They just want to complain about everything, right? So Beacon can be that that place where people can find out how to how to get involved where to go, when, with whom, right? Um, it can identify problems and also offer ways to find solutions, right? Not just to complain and, and tear down, but community build. Mm-hmm. I, I also think, uh, that, you know, it, it, it'll help. It, it, I keep coming with that word communal, right? Find common ground, find common purpose, um, It'll help people find their space. It'll 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 give them their place with with a good community cause that they're seeking. You know, um, again, I come back to the the lunar New Year, the people in New York City celebrating these traditions. Oh, and I looked up. I thought I always I know Asheville is you know your hub is your home base, and I just did a quick search, and sure enough, there's a a North Carolina Asian Americans Together group, and their yep. their 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 their, pl- their platform, their website says. Connecting our diverse AAPI, right, Asian American Pacific Islanders, all of these people in these communities, and their line, we empower one another.
0: <laughs> oh man, I got to right? reach out so, to them.
1: Yeah. yeah, so so Beacon could be their 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 place to, to their home, connect, right? A virtual their home, home base. Yeah. yeah, it's called North Carolina Asian Americans Together. <laughs> Perfect. So, so again, Jar, your goal, your goal and your vision, right? Beacon, you've created this community. You're bored uh, together with you. And, and you said it's about awareness, connection and action. That's 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 the Beacon way. And, and that's what we want a social network to be.
0: Right. And I think with the social media, we have the awareness, but it becomes sort of narrowed tunnel vision and it stops there. And mm-hmm. with with Lori on the first episode, we talked about Occupy, and Occupy was a big, big inspiration for me in all this. And one of the main takeaways I got from um my involvement in that movement was I found that there were two different avenues of approaching a problem. And in one avenue things would get done and there would be progress, and another avenue would just be hit a wall all the time. And the, the progress avenue was when you had a bunch of people with a common interest, you know, maybe mm-hmm. that's like educating people about the Fed's role in economics, or educating people about alternative healthcare systems, whatever it is, or or marching. You know, there were what I'm trying to say is there were working groups. And a working group was right. a bunch of individuals who came together to accomplish a mission. You know, they they agreed something needs to be done about this and they kind of had a, a parallel set of strategies to go about accomplishing that goal would never worked. And there would always be the town halls. The Occupy always had the town halls with everybody coming together. And, ugh, these could be arduous. You know, I think they were important, but there, I learned a lot and it wasn't all great. And the town halls would kind of get caught up when you would have someone who would stand up and say, This is wrong. Who's going to do something about this? I'm mm-hmm. pissed about this. Why aren't we talking about this? Why aren't we doing something about this? And when that person stands up and says that, you get someone else from the other side of the audience or the, the town hall, and they're like, well, no, that's not the most important thing. This is the most important thing. Why aren't we doing something about this? And we get into this insane, stupid, useless conversation about, like, what's the most important problem and what should we all be focusing on? And the reality is nobody, we were never all going to focus on one thing in the first place. So when people would come forward and say, hey, I care about this. Who wants to help me with who wants to work on this with me? Then they'd be met by four, five, ten people who are like, yeah, I'm interested in that. And they would get to work. Um, and that's what I want Beacon to do. I want people to be able to use Beacon to find those working groups and to, to get to work. Um, because that's what the Internet, that's like the, the promise of the Internet to me. That's why it's so popular is because it has that potential and it, and it was answering that potential for a while but now we've been social media has become so omnipresent that the the intention of the internet has shifted consciously or not from connection and uh, and yeah connection and community to diversion to distraction entertainment money profit
1: yeah that that's great because that again that that's why i believe so in what you're doing because now you, you said, let's go do the work, right? <laughs> let's get to work. And, and I loved your conversation with Lori. And she made a point of saying, you know, in Standing Rock, she said what they really needed was a single point of contact, right? And you, you need that real good organized, logistical, here we go moving forward, right? And that's what Beacon can be. It,
0: it can, it, 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 that's what you want to make it, right? That's what you want it to be. Um, Definitely. Definitely.
1: And I don't want to imply
0: at all that Standing Rock was not a success. Um, no, 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 and, no. And I'm sure, and I know that's not what you're saying. I just want to say for the audience Agreed. out there, because some people might not know as much, like that was a hugely successful movement. And for all I know, they did have internal tools for organizing. Um, it's just another example where if you had tools devoted to the organization, um, if you had that that central cohesive hub, and the different working groups working in parallel, aware of each other, but but different apparatuses, different parallel strategies looking for the right. same goals. Right. Um,
1: very good no it just offered us an example of a very productive right. positive you know movement but hey what tools are needed what tools need to be honed what, what tools yeah do you want to you want
0: to build yeah, absolutely what we stuck with versus what could we create
1: right right right
0: right okay so we've been going for a while this is definitely going to be a three-parter yeah
1: um, <laughs> Well, it's funny though, Jack, too, and not to get away from this, but to, right. I love that. Love that we, we focused on media, and network, and you, you know how, Kersh. I'm really big on making sure we we, we use the words. You can't you, you can't have a discussion unless you know. Like, if you pose a question, you have to make sure someone understands the question and understands the vocabulary, right? Right. So, right. So, so I looked up both terms today for you and for us, and and right. So, media, by definition, mm. is the means of communication that reach and influence people. Right. So networking is, and and networking is to cultivate people who can be helpful to one. Say get get somebody employed, uh, right? Right? So just here are those two definitions. Media is the means of communication that reach and influence people. Networking is to cultivate, you know, and mostly in employment, but but as a verb, network is to place. Here we go, right? To place, to put someone in their place, in a space, right? Or a mm. network to connect the net. So, it's, so there's a connectedness to the word "network" that isn't in the word "media."
0: Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's perfect. That that yeah. says it all. Yeah. Right. And it just it's it's baffling to me how those two words have become synonymous to so many people. Like like I'll say social networking, and then somebody will say back to me social media, not knowing that they've changed that word thinking that we're talking about the same thing. Um, and that's just the cultural misunderstanding that we're under the influence of right now.
1: Um, that's right. That's right. And, and you said like, if, if, if when Beacon can become, uh, come to fruition and, and really people can utilize it, uh, you'll just see all all that which can be accomplished and will get done above and beyond in terms of what you were just talking about in the last piece.
0: Uh I hope so. That's, that's a dream. Um, so let's turn now to current event. We weren't gonna talk about this, but it's it's very it's very current. And I feel like it's very relevant. Um and that is the book bannings that are now happening. So you did a little research into the to the landscape of this right now.
1: I did, yeah. So, right. So, um, I know in, uh, in Florida, certainly in Texas, um, the Texas governor there has, um, signed into law, uh, restrictions of K through 12 teachers, you know, from discussion of race issues and, um, LGBTQ discussions. Um, I know in Florida, Course they have the don't say gay bill but of course you know on one side they call it don't say gay and the other of course uh, the intent according to the governor is parental rights and education act um mm. you know have that and then in, in florida they they're, the state is um is basically saying that the state should choose the books to be used in classrooms and school libraries and that parents have the right or should have the right to choose what reading materials their kids are exposed to um, and so right now they're kind of this like you know, holding off on books until they're approved by this state inspector or say tr- online trained person. Um, and then I know that th- certainly teachers are feeling a little bit of the pressure because they could find themselves in violation of the law and face a third degree felony. So it's, yeah, it's becoming pretty, uh, pretty intense now that the, the guidelines are following up on this, this law that I think was passed in Florida in July. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so right, Jared's what parental rights, it's First Amendment rights, it's the role of the state in developing and approving curriculum, it's yeah, role of government here. I mean, yeah, we're, yeah where do you want to go with this? Go ahead, ask me, tell me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's so much. Um, I think this honestly makes me a little queasy the whole situation and even talking about it because you said what I think is the most challenging and upsetting part of this and then it, it has to be there or this wouldn't work. But this whole agenda is not being pushed um, overtly as bigotry. It's being pushed mm-hmm. under the banner of protecting children. Right. Um, and that's just so backwards, right? I, I, This to me is just like classic propaganda boogeyman politics Like we have on. We have this so-called woke agenda this woke cult that certain ideologues demagogues opportunists are using to spin this narrative that that this left this like communist left movement is indoctrinating our kids um and it's super effective it's such a you know what what good conservative parent isn't going to be afraid of that sort of indoctrination i guess i don't know. but it, you know, protecting the kids, that gets your heartstrings, that gets people indignant. And especially if they've already got latent prejudices that are, are kind of soothed or validated by this narrative, they're going to step right to it. um, And the problem is, is that it's just not really happening. Like, I live here in North Carolina. I actually live an hour outside of Asheville in a pretty, I'm surrounded by Trump flags There's a lot of conservatives, a lot of Republicans. I live in a sort of liberal oasis. Like I said, there's problems with both sides of that divide. But what happened here specifically was pretty sad. In our school board race, these national politics really affected the outcomes. And we lost a lot of great educators. We lost um, a head of the board who really knew what they were doing and was trusted by most of the community. And this outsider came in who has no experience in education and campaigned heavily on this fear mongering that like the woke left are going to shove critical race theory and and like queer acceptance down your kids throats at the elementary school and high school level and the fact is that that's just not even happening here teachers are coming forward and saying like this is we're not teaching these things critical race theory is a is a college subject i hear this guy say the democratic candidate he's like we're not just doesn't exist in our schools honestly I was turned off. I went to one of the democratic events and they didn't, they mentioned queer people maybe once and they probably just said gay, you know? So like the democratic party here is so conservative. They're not even talking about, about reparations, about racial justice, about, about queer people. There were some teachers who were more open-minded. They weren't introducing it into their curriculum, but they were just, I think, safe places for kids. And a lot of those teachers have been pushed out. Um, not necessarily explicitly, but the, the work environment was made so hostile that they just didn't want to teach there anymore. And they went someplace where they're better paid and better appreciated. And now we're in a, we're in a school system where we have a lot of kids growing up in a conservative area, but who aren't, you know, they, there's hair dye the color of every color of the rainbow. You know, these kids mm-hmm. are trying to express themselves, and now they're going to face an antagonistic administration that sees their self-expression as indication of some sort of communist plot against America. I wish there was a a genuine communist like movement happening. I wish that there was like a serious like socialist movement happening in America. And I, I don't necessarily identify with communism or socialism. I just think that if we're going to have all of this government and infrastructure and money, then why not use it to help each other and take care of each other? To me, it's not so radical to say like, let's give healthcare to everybody. Let's make sure everybody has an opportunity for a home and food.
1: Mm-hmm. And yet
0: and yet, one side pushing for these things is now, that's being somehow twisted into they're corrupting our youth. And that has turned into this massive book ban that I never thought I would see in America. Um, and the books are literally being boxed up and sent to the state, and they won't be sent back to the schools until the state says that these are these are school safe. And who knows how long that'll take. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Say, yeah they're, they're literally off the shelves and in the boxes until this, this state approved inspector can say, okay, yes, we can, you know, you can use them in the classroom with the library. Jerry, um, yeah, you, you, you really, you revealed a lot of important points. And, and the word fear you used a number of times as I listened to you. And the fear works. And we've learned, right, we've learned from a previous election. It happened in Virginia, right, Go- Governor Youngkin there. The the culture wars work, you know, Mm -hmm. like you say, if if you're if you're if you're instilling this fear in parents, of course, they want to protect their children. So the person who's speaking about that, which you should be fearful of is the guy you're going to vote for because he's going to protect your kid. So it works. And 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 the drive on social media to, to share or, mm. you know, to sell these talking points. Well, it has worked. You know, um, Governor DeSantis in, in Florida loves to attach himself to this woke agenda, you know, this woke gender ideology that uh, is based on, right, critical race theory, uh, which is not, as you say, being taught the way he says. I mean, the, he, he creates um, he creates a, a reality that just isn't there boogeyman teachers can tell. Yeah. You said a boogeyman. Exactly. Um, so so I do think it's a, it's a great government overreach for sure. I, I think it's more just the use of talking points again to influence. And again, it's in the name of protecting parental rights and protecting children. Um, but, you know, then we have to pose the questions. Right. Who do we trust for our kids? What is the role of government, as you just said? You know, um, the, the role of government is real important. Be careful what you wish for. You say, I don't want government. <laughs> you know, um, are we living in a fascist state? I mean, look, we when we come back to high school, Jared, you and I discuss what a totalitarian system is. It, it, it's a system in which the individual exists for the state. Yeah. Okay. We like to believe, right? We live in a republic where the state exists for the individual and the government is supposed to protect Children. It's all supposed to to protect parental rights. I get all that. You're supposed to have your First Amendment rights protected. We get all that. But now the state is acting in such a way, as you just said, that they're banning books. And so you go back to 1933, the German poet Heinrich Heinz said, where they burn books, they will in the end burn human beings too. Uh, So yeah, so for you and I, we see see the definition of fascism right before us. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, a good community does not manipulate or gaslight, you know. It, 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 you're right? There's a distortion of reality here, and it's but it's but it works, and it and it's perpetuated via social media, and people buy into it and they vote accordingly. Yes. You know, it it, it creates a climate of us and them, and and you know when you asked before what makes a good a good community. Not one where you're divisive in, in, within the mm-hmm. confines of that community. You know, it's 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 in the state versus the school district. You know, the school district and the state are supposed to be working together. It's it's the state versus the teacher in the classroom. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you think I, you're I think, gonna? Ah, I don't get it. I don't get it.
0: Well, it's this divide and conquer attitude that is reigning supreme right now in social media. These platforms definitely rack in tons of profits based on this this strategy. I don't think they're even actively carrying it out. I think they're just no. letting it happen and, and reaping the benefits. Um, it,
1: it, yeah, it's a strategy. You're right. Yep. yep.
0: And it's so, it's just based on, it wouldn't, like, social media is helping this succeed because it's le- it's letting these, these wild, polarized ideas proliferate so quickly and without any sort of critical thought, just the, the light, you know? Mm-hmm. But then... If you look at the reality of the situation, it's like, okay, these things are not being pushed on our kids in schools. Maybe they even should be a little bit more, but they're not. And then beyond that, like, like I said, I live surrounded by conservatives and I get along fine with them. Mm -hmm. My boyfriend worked at the health center and I'd say almost a majority of the people there were Trump voters and they knew he was gay and they loved it and they'd invite us over for dinner, you know, Unfortunately, when it comes down to the vote, they'll vote against us every time because that's what their their pastor tells them to do or that's just like they don't feel or maybe it's because they feel so alienated by the Democrats and by this sort of concept of the liberal elites that they don't feel like they have an alternative and and this is where it's like, like both sides are kind of gaslighting each other. You know, a lot of leftists will talk about being gaslit in terms of systemic oppression. Um, systemic racism. And it's true, you know, these things are happening and people will look you in the eye and say they're not. But then at the same time, you've got these people on the right, these conservatives who feel left out of academia, they feel left out of um, Washington, out of politics, and they're right too. They, they feel they don't feel represented by the media. And that's true. And they're, they're calling corruption on all these institutions that we also know are corrupt. and. At the end of the day what we all really want is we want to take care of our families. We want to be able to have a job that provides for us. We want to have a roof. We want to have clean air, clean food, clean water. And you go you go far enough on either extreme and you wind up meeting each other. And I think like that's my hope for Beacon is that it could it I see very quickly that it could become partisan and populated almost exclusively by leftists. I see that potential and it's not what I want, but I'm also not afraid of it. But what I really hope is going to happen is that people just get on there, regardless of politics, and start doing good in their community. And then we see that whether you're a church group or a bunch of pagans or a bunch of, like, queer, polyamorous hippies, mm-hmm. like, if you're, if, you're, if you're just concerned with making your community a better place, we can all get along, and we don't need to fight each other, and we also don't need to wait for politicians to, to save us. Um, because what happens is when we, when we create this us versus them climate and then we put all the stock in these politicians we t- we surrender our power we take it away we put all our power out there either on like the other who is victimizing us or in the hands of our politicians who will save us and then we're not looking around at what we could actually do um, yeah
1: Jack yeah, you just summarized beautifully, exactly what Beacon should be and can be. And wow, <laughs> well, what a gift it would be. I mean, I really mean, I love to listen to your thinking here. You really did. You just, you know, you kind of talked out your thinking and your vision for Beacon. And we took what was really a real divisive issue and brought it down to its core and just said, if we could create a, a space for people to come together this way, <laughs> how beautiful that would be. Right? really you just you just you just said it perfectly so if you're trying to use these podcasts to teach people about what beacons should be you just did a really good doing, job <laughs> well
0: you break it out of you Kosh, uh, well, like a true teacher
1: again that, that's what teachers should do but yeah but i i certainly could not have said that any better but but you just brought like a really beautiful con- conclusive uh you know statement to everything we talked about using this 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 current event um you know like, like if we're talking banning books we're we're talking about silencing communities right i mean mm-hmm. that's the last thing we want to see happen um, but yeah you want people to be able to come together i thought that that story of 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 your boyfriend and you know these conservative voters i mean they they see who you are they work with you every day but right they're going to vote against you just say, how, how can that happen well when they start to see the productivity of people on the other side <laughs> um yeah That we're all looking to just get together for one common goal that that could be a really good thing hmm. wow that was good <laughs> <Sorry>. yeah <laughs> i'm still reeling for what you just said that was uh, that was really profound and really perfect
0: well um thank you i'm glad i could it, it it yeah it helps yeah, that's why yeah. i wanted to do this podcast because in conversation, I feel like I'm always better able to explain these things. And, and I honestly, I, I don't know how many times a day I have the thought, okay, and that's why we need Beacon. Or how yeah. many conversations I have to restrain myself from segueing into like, yeah, actually, that's why I'm working on the social networking app because blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad that, that's, that this is working. Uh, yeah i
1: I, honestly i I mean when you when you work through this and edit this whatever you're going to do part one part two that that statement that you made in total jeff that that yeah that's it that that's got to be out there and and
0: yeah okay that was that was was just super great (laughs) well should we should we end on that or are there yes sorry i
1: didn't mean no no
0: no it's okay Um, I yeah, appreciate I, I, it. And, right. Yeah. So
1: I'm thinking, right, if, if like what you that that full statement um, that you you closed with, that should be your closing. And then if you want like, like, if we should follow up with like a question to close out, we, we could. But
0: yeah, sure. That's, yeah, we we, can, that's
1: your ending. That's how this should end. What you said.
0: <laughs> so, okay, great. All right. Yeah. Well, then let's do a thank you. And let's do like a we could do a goodbye now, you know. Okay. <laughs> I, maybe I'll even leave all this in just so people can get a, a behind the scenes. Glimpse <laughs> you, of the you do what you have to do. You,
1: you, you know it. It's, you do it very well.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, all right. So, yeah, let's see. How do we close to that? Well, I guess I'll just say, like. This has been such an incredible conversation. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Kosh. Uh, I hope we'll have you back sometime. And do you have any closing thoughts or anything else you'd like to say?
1: Well, again, Jar, I, I just want to say thank you, and and I want to say congratulations to you. You know, you, you you're, you've been working at this um, for a good amount of time now, but more importantly, you've been you've been thinking this as, as we said in an early piece of discussion. You know, you, you you think it through, but it's always on your mind. You always have uh, um, an, an answer for why you're pursuing this, and it's 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 a wonderful goal. And uh, it's going to be a wonderful tool and um, yeah, any support we all of us on the board can be because I I think you've you've surrounded yourself with really good people. I, I love our meetings together when I listen to all the advice that everyone on the board offers to you and, and just how you solicit that, you know, you're, you're a wonderful leader. You know, I I can't go back to high school, sorry, but the reason you were elected president and you, so you you were elected to serve and and you're a natural leader because you, you want to serve others and you, you get, you gain great satisfaction from that. So, so just keep plugging along, my friend, um, just keep working hard and, um, this thing will come to fruition and, and it'll be a, a really good service to to a lot of people so congratulations and thank you thanks for having me and thanks for having me part of beacon i i i'm so proud and honored
0: thank you so much kasha i it it means even more to me because you were one of the my earliest inspirations for service like you mm-hmm. were you were the teacher who was out there really for the kids and looking for how can we make this the best possible environment for the students and always asking those questions first. So to hear one of my role models in service uh, pay me a compliment like that, I really appreciate that. And we're so lucky to have you as our, our Madam Secretary and just as a, just a great, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. You're just a guide to us. You are uh, I'm a great a, note. I'm a great note taker. <laughs> Yeah, but you more than that. You create a container. You create uh, a container for us, and you and you really bring in some good, wide perspective. Uh, so thank you, Kosh, uh, uh, and thank, thank you, you for being on this episode. Today.
1: You are so welcome. I, I loved it. I loved it. I, I think you're doing you're doing a great job as, pod, as a pod podcast. I think it's very good.
0: We'll see. We'll see. I yeah. I think so too. I I hope everyone agrees. So far, the first episode was a big hit. So maybe that's, yeah, good. Really big too. We'll see.
1: Good, huh? All right. Well,
0: Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, yeah, gonna stop recording. Now. That's it, folks. Hope you enjoyed this three-part series on community, fascism, and technology. Have any thoughts, reactions, or questions relating to this week's episode that you'd like to share? We love to hear from you, so please reach out. Find us on Instagram at the Beacon Network. Facebook.com slash TheBeaconNetwork, Twitter at Network underscore Beacon, or email me, Jared, directly at jdubin at beaconnetwork.org. Be sure to check out our website, www.TheBeaconNetwork.org, and sign up for our mailing list to keep up to date with the latest podcast episodes and new app versions and features. Want to support Beacon? Donate today at www.TheBeaconNetwork.org slash give. Beacon is a grassroots effort, so every donation counts. If everyone gives a little, we can accomplish a lot, so if you can, please make a contribution today. Thank you so much, folks, for listening. That's all for now. We'll see you next time.